from different places We all have different names No matter what life brings us Jesus is the same We're just your Methodist To the madness Methodist To the madness Hi, I'm Beth I'm Tim I'm Jessica And we're just your everyday Methodist, Methodist To the madness Tim, how you doing? Um, I'm fine. Uh, and I, I could say that in terms of like not great, but not bad either. I had the strangest um, off day today ever. Um, I woke up and uh, I felt like I just got terrible quality sleep. Um, <laughs> or at least that's what I thought was the cause. So I did get to take a nap this afternoon. Um, But then I I was like thinking, well, maybe it's not sleep deprivation. Maybe I'm having some sort of like digestive problem. And I think that's what it was Uh, because I was thinking back to yesterday and I had like a lot of different spicy foods and things like that, like black pepper and and green chili pepper sauce on like Mm. my salads and things. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just overdid it. And uh, I've just been feeling like off all day. Uh, and what, what was interesting, though, is um, it allowed me to have a new insight on something. And that's um, so I discovered, I think it was earlier la- last week, like towards the beginning of the week, um, how helpful it is for me to listen to pink noise. Now, there's a lot of different types of noise, like there's white noise, there's pink noise, there's brown noise, there's green noise. And I guess there's even more noises uh, noise that, than those ones. Um, and I found out that pink noise really helps me focus and it also helps me relax and it helps me sleep. So it's like basically a myriad of, uh, benefits. It's, it's really mm-hmm. remarkable. Um, and so because I was feeling sick today, uh, I put, once I put the pink, pink noise on, I was actually able to focus. And so that, that allowed me to see how powerful that, uh, the pink noise really is for me. So it was kind of like a blessing in disguise, but, but yeah, I basically just, it was totally crazy day for me today. Um, I felt a little better after I took a shower. Um, and I feel uh, a lot better now that I'm, uh, on the podcast here. So it's always wonderful. Pleasure. <laughs> Can you demonstrate what pink noise sounds like? Uh, oh, it's it's kind of like 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 that kind of thing, except it's not shrill at all. So white noise. Oh, so the difference is, between <laughs> so the difference between like a pink noise and a white noise is the harshness. Yeah, so white noise blocks out all frequencies equally. It's the so presence it's, of it's red perfect. in the noise. It's red. It's a Valentine's Day noise. Yes. Okay. Okay. Wait, Beth, did you say bread? Red. (laughs) I'm still thinking about bread. Who am I kidding? I'm always thinking about bread. (laughs) Yeah. Pink noise has bread in it. Yeah. That's what it is. Yeah. So anyway, like um, white noise is um, all the frequencies blocked out at once at at the same volume, whereas pink noise... Uh, has a, a little bit higher volume on the low end of the of the spectrum for the, fre- uh, the frequencies of sound, so it's not as shrill. 
Um, and so it's a little more pleasing. But if you're trying to like study or something like that, then white noise is probably the most effective because it blocks out like any any ambient noise that, that could possibly be in the room. But pink mm -hmm. noise is a good like balance. And then I guess brown noise takes it a step further and it's even like lower in frequency than pink noise. But I don't need to listen to uh, to brown noise. Um, pink noise seems to work just fine. But but yeah, I don't know. Um, I, I, that's my big enthusiasm now. Uh, besides that, um, I'm trying to cut down on uh, not the typical social media that everybody thinks about, like Facebook or like Twitter or um, things like that. But I'm trying to cut back on the ones that I actually tune into, which are things like YouTube and Reddit and, and stuff like that. And like I noticed that I had like this um, interesting routine where I would kind of like go on those websites like first thing in the morning or I would go and go to my email and see if there's something new and then I would go on YouTube and I wouldn't even really spend time watching any one particular video it was just kind of like a scrolling thing like like people would do in social media so I I came to like uh an epiphany I guess that I really just just don't have to do that in the morning and that's been giving me like a um a significant feeling of therapy so good yeah so yeah, that, that that's what's going on with me. I'm feeling better now. So uh, hope hope the rest of the week I don't feel uh, sick with some sort of uh, food related. Um, yeah, <laughs> I'm glad it wasn't anything to do with uh, last Saturday at all. You know? <laughs> I'm so glad you brought that up. I wanted you to introduce that, Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> last Saturday we had uh, a Mardi Gras party at our house with the Young Adult Life Group. And it was really funny. Uh, we played a lot of games, uh, including uh, like normal towns in Louisiana that you had to pronounce, like different words that were around Louisiana that you had to pronounce. So like we would hold up a card that had the spelling of the town or something. And then everybody had to like raise their hand or give their their favorite noise when they thought of Mardi Gras they had to shout that um, and try to say the word and Tim do you remember the one of the words you tried saying um poncha poncha train oh yeah yeah po what poncha train or or I can't remember what it was now but I do yeah. remember making like a really like interesting sound that nobody else was making but yeah. people were making sounds like or something like, or maybe that was the sound I was making. I don't know. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. And we hid, we had like, we, we bought a bag of like tiny little babies. Cause in King cake, you hide a baby in a King cake. Mm. So we hid like 25 little babies around the house. And the mo person that collected the most got a prize. Um, we played a uh, fishbowl. I mean, anyways, it was a bunch of games, but, um, Amber had made a uh, traditional muffaletta and uh, and then we had king cake. We had jambalaya or as uh, Peter likes to call it, jambalaya because Amber <laughs> makes it. Uh, but uh, it, it was a blast. Like we we love being able to carry this tradition uh, with our family and, and being able to share it with everybody in our young adult life group was a lot of fun. Um, so it was good. We had a yeah. good time. 
Yeah, it was a wonderful time. It was so much fun, like seeing everyone. And then we had like lots of laughs. I I remember uh, one of the games that we were doing was um, like, uh, basically we were guessing or one person had to guess what a word was based on certain criteria. So the first criteria was um, you had to describe what the word was to the other person and then they would have to guess. And then the second the second criterion was um, people would do charades. Uh, but the good news is you already had uh, went through the words once. So you the odds of guessing what the charades words were was uh, was much higher than if it was like the first um, time. And then then the final thing was um, you had to just say one word and then the, the person would have to remember what what that one <laughs> word was referring to. And so, yeah, that was just a really well thought out game. And uh very entertaining. It was, it was very yeah. nice, but it was just nice seeing everyone. And it was, it was like basically an honor that uh, we could all like um, see Jessica and Amber at their, their house and see their wonderful pets and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We missed out on having uh, John and Cordy there. Liliana, um, I think just wasn't feeling well. So they, they didn't end up making it, but we were able to, go to their house after everybody had left and we brought them muffaletta sandwiches, jambalaya and some king cake to try. And then we brought Julian some Mardi Gras beads and one of the Mardi Gras masks. And he was so shy at first. He's like, no, no, no. And then by the time we left, Pastor John was sending us pictures and Julian had put on the Mardi Gras mask, had the beads around him. Uh, He also had, we had a little like twirly straws that had Mardi Gras things on it. He was drinking out of that. It was the funniest thing ever. But, but we were glad that they could at least celebrate a little bit. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. I I think that's like the the really nice thing having those souvenirs. That's what I would call them anyway. Having those masks and, and yeah. the necklaces uh, to remind us of how how much fun we had at Mardi Gras. And yeah. uh, oh, what one one other thing, and hopefully you remember this, Jessica, the name of this, but. Uh, we celebrated this on um, Saturday and Mardi Gras actually means Fat Tuesday. So someone actually like mentioned what uh, what the other Gras would be uh, like Fat Saturday, because that's what it was. Fat Saturday, not yeah. Fat Tuesday. <laughs> I think it was Dawn because Reva was telling us what her dad had said. And I honestly, I don't remember what it was, but it was it started really with fun. an S. Yeah, I have no idea what it was. It was funny, though. but. <laughs> But yeah, traditionally, Fat Tuesday would be um, like your last day before Lent, before you gave something up for Lent for the 40 days. And so anyways, right, right. but we will continue the laughs as we embark on Lent season. But anyways, yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. So, Beth, what have you uh, what have you been up to? Well, spoilers, my update is going to be kind of a huge bummer. So. Yeah. Mine was pretty bad, so Settle in. I think I can top it, Tim. <laughs> I think I can top it. Oh. Um, well, yesterday, um, my dad wanted to wanted me to pick the movie that we watched and twins. This isn't the this isn't the sad part yet of my update. <laughs> <laughs> I was um, like, what did you watch, Marley and me? Really no. <laughs> Might as well have. No, just kidding. Um 
I chose the movie Twins with Arnold Schwarzenegger because it's on Netflix right now. And then I made my entire family watch it with me. (laughs) And um, we got snacks and everything. And our internet was going in and out. So we weren't sure um, if we were even going to be able to watch the movie. But we Mm -hmm. did. We watched the movie. Nice. That was a weird time. Um, everybody go watch that movie. If you haven't and seen it, it's, it's not new, but it's good. It's, oh. <laughs> it's not new. Um, <laughs> and, and before I move on, I wanted to share that um, my boys are almost exactly two years apart. They're two years and three days apart. And um, wow. when Owen was three... He was like this like skinny little bean pole. And when Owen was one, he was just like this cute little roly poly guy. And, <laughs> and he didn't walk until he was like 15 months, I think. Mm-hmm. And so um I remember I would have Jonah in a stroller and Owen would be walking next to me in the stroller. And people would often ask me if they were twins and I was like, no, they're not twins. And um, I told that to Craig. I was like, people keep asking me if the kids are twins. And, and Craig was like, yeah, maybe in the Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito in the movie twins way. (laughs) (laughs) And that always made me laugh. Cause yeah. Um, it was weird anyway so (laughs) fast forward uh last night owen was telling me that our cat cupcake who was recently diagnosed with diabetes was um having trouble using her back legs and so she was having a really hard time walking and then he told me that there was like um something on her chin and when I looked at her chin, it just looked really swollen. Oh. And um, so I decided to try to give her her insulin and give her her food anyway, just to see if she would eat it. And and she ate it. But when I was like pressing on her chin, it was like there was blood coming out of her mouth. And I was like, this is this is horrible. But it was like 10 o'clock at night and rainy and none of the emergency vets were really open except for the 24-hour one but also we de- we decided not to take her last night just because of the roads and right afraid that our car would turn into a boat and that's not what our car is designed to do so um anyway so i took her this morning and they wanted to do x-rays and blood work on her and she's 10 she's almost 11 um but they the vet basically told us that the the thing on her chin was an abscess and she was really bloated and constipated and even though even though there was food in her system like it wasn't going anywhere and she was in 
kidney failure. And so the vet recommended that the kindest thing to do for her would be to put her down. So Jonah and I were at the vet all day this morning. We got there probably about 9.30. And then um, we I don't think we left until like 1 o'clock because I was trying to get a hold of Craig so he could come if he wanted to. And, and Owen was at school. So I had Owen or I had Craig get Owen so he could say goodbye to Cupcake. And so mm-hmm. that's my Monday. <laughs> wow. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, Beth. That's uh, I don't know. I feel like the weather is very appropriate. <laughs> that is yeah. true. And um it's not Tim's water bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Our tears. Um but we after we said goodbye at the vet, we went we went out to eat together and we just shared um funny stories about cupcake. When she was a kitten she just would get into everything and and she loved being up in high places and like it wouldn't be unusual to find her like on top of the refrigerator one time she was sitting perched on top of our actual door (laughs) i don't know how you got there i don't know how you expect to get down and um and one time when she was a kitten Somehow she had found herself in the silverware drawer and I just, it was open a little bit and I just looked in and there's her little tail just (laughs) (laughs) hanging out with the spoons. um, uh, There's actually a song called Cats in the Cradle and the Silver Spoon. (laughs) That's that's, that's kind of a sad song. Um, Yeah, that's true, actually. so we and and she was like the most food obsessed animal I've ever met. It didn't it didn't matter like what you had. She wanted some of it. And so when we were leaving the vet, I was like, well, you guys want to go to lunch so we can enjoy some of Cupcake's favorite foods. And yeah, yeah. And then the boys were like what was her favorite food? And I was like, food. <laughs> <laughs> so we went out and um, yeah, she was a really sweet cat. She was really, really good at being super duper annoying in the most endearing ways. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> she was always like wanting attention from Jonah. And so she would go into his room and like, lay on top of his keyboard and he was telling oh, yeah. that whenever he would try to play a game um she would always end up pressing the escape key somehow which would pause his game all the time <laughs> and um a couple years ago for his birthday we bought the boys new computers and new um computer monitors and she had this really weird thing like she would try to do it to my phone and to my kindle where she would try to like bite the corners of it. So I'd have to like shoo her away and be like, go away. But it didn't occur to Jonah 
to do that. So she bit into his brand new monitor and and ended up ruining it. <laughs> oh my gosh! Oh, wow. Yeah, I uh, I totally know the uh, experience of having the cat lay on the keyboard because um, yeah. I used to have a cat that did that, and um, yeah. yeah, it's it's very cute, but also very inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, that was their specialty, like being so annoying but being so endearing about it. I think that cats <laughs> in general, but she was really good at it. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I'm yeah. so happy to hear about about that, Beth. I think um, I've lost a couple pets as well, and it's like, yeah, it never gets easier, does it? I, no. I don't think, no, it doesn't really. No. And I'm like, now I have like over thirty pets, and I'm like, oh my god, <laughs> like what have I done to myself? I'm no. like setting myself up for so much heartbreak. I know, but it's worth it. It's so worth it for like the amount of joy. That they bring right. like during yeah. their lives. Yeah. And I don't. Yeah, I think. Um, people without pets do all day. I'm laughing at my dogs all the time because they're always <laughs> doing the most hilarious thing. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I have the same thing with my dogs. Um, <laughs> in the case of like having pets and continuing to have pets and so forth. Um, I think that. Um, even though we experience the heartbreak, the joy like outweighs the heartbreak every single yeah. time. Um, You're right, Tim. Yeah. So, and, and Jonah jokingly said to me, when are we, so mom, when are we going to get another cat? And I was like, let's go get a kitten right now. And he was <laughs> like, I don't think that would be fair to Cupcake's memory. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, Joe, uh, we won't get a kitten right now. <laughs> yeah. I think there might be some established waiting period. You know, yeah. when you have a pet that passes away, how long are you supposed to wait? One day, one week, <laughs> two weeks? I'd say at least two days. <laughs> Probably more <laughs> Maybe, maybe so. I think everybody's different. I know we waited almost a year before we got another cat. Oh, wow. Um, But I I think think everyone's different, though. I mean. Right, right. Yeah, I'm not sure what we're going to do because Cupcake was like Jonah's little buddy. And um, he, he came downstairs to get a snack and bring it up to his room. And he said. It's going to be weird, you know, trying to eat my snacks and she's not trying to steal them. And yeah, he teared up a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's good for, I think this is a good way for Jonah to like process grief and like really understand it. You know, I I didn't think he died. I said that she just went to go live at a farm. No, I'm just kidding. He knows. Oh. I, I actually kind of bought that for a second, Beth. <laughs> I've never been comfortable lying in general, but especially about that kind of stuff. Because oh, yeah. right, when right. you find out as an adult, you're like, what? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like it does more harm than good. To, yeah. You know, right, well, right. Speaking of things that are going on, including... <laughs> Thanks, Jessica. Including... <laughs> oh, this... Oh, there actually, are some, 
Oh, Jessica, um, you've got 30 it's seconds. It's actually fun. important that Beth um, shared this because our ministry moment kind of is somehow connected to this. And uh, the mm-hmm. audience will understand in about um, however many minutes it takes for the announcements. That's correct. That's correct. So on February 8th, uh, there's Grief Share at 6 p.m. in the Fireside Room. Uh, also on the 10th, the Inbetweeners Club, Group, Squad, whatever you guys call yourselves, go to Sal and Andy's house. Uh, that's going to be uh, the Inbetweeners are meeting there. And then uh, oh, on February... Potluck. What? It's an Italian potluck. Yes. So I wish I could be an in betweener just so I could show up. I think anybody can. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Andy is. You're probably like the same age as Andy. Probably, very likely. Like early twenties? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> yeah, I, I believe she just turned twenty-one. Yes, same. Yes. <laughs> um, and then on February 11th, Super Bowl Sunday at the church. There is an Ignite Super Bowl party. So for all you youngins that are under the age of 21, head on over to the church to celebrate the Super Bowl and um, celebrate Taylor Swift. And then... Go ahead. ahead. I was going to say for those who aren't celebrating the Super Bowl, I did just research when and where the Puppy Bowl would be streaming. It's streaming on Max, if anybody has Max, and it starts at 11 a.m. That is the perfect time. I'll be doing. Yes. (laughs) In the Puppy Bowl. I'm so glad you mentioned that, Beth. Thank you. Yeah, that's wonderful. I'm the same here. (laughs) I think there's even a Kitten Bowl, but I didn't research that one yet. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So there's fun for everybody, basically. Fun for everybody. (laughs) There is. Also, winter camp at Camp Wrightwood Elementary through High School. That's going to be February 17th through 19th. That's during, I think that's, is that President's Day weekend? Um, And then February 25th, Messy Church from 5 to 7. And uh, let's see, Food for Thought every Wednesday. No Kids Club with Beth this week. And actually, Kids Club is changing from every second and fourth Wednesday of the month to just every fourth Wednesday of the month due to... Mm. Thank you for sharing, Beth. Yes, thank you for letting us know that. Important information. You heard it here first. And then Bellfire (laughs) rehearsals are back every Wednesday at 7.30 after Food for Thought. Uh, Just wanted to quickly mention, if anybody's got any questions or anything regarding the podcast, you can contact us. We have an email address. And that email is Beth Methodists to the madness at gmail.com. Oh yeah. So thank you. To- you can also call our church office for any other questions at 661-947-3103. Correct. Excellent. Uh, if you tried calling our previous number, 8675309, I still remember my reaction to when you said that number the first time. <laughs> Anyways. Well, this leads us into Beth's ministry moment. And Beth, I'm excited for you to share our guest for this week. So whenever you're ready, Beth, it's 
on you. I don't know if you're going to do the introductory introductory music today. Oh, I haven't done that in a while. I oh, yeah. The theme song. The ministry moment. The ministry moment. This is Beth's ministry moment. This is not Seth's ministry moment. This is Beth's ministry moment. Well, today we have... Karen Spencer, who is actually in charge of the Grief Share group, and she's going to tell us a little bit about Grief Share and what that's all about. So, hi, hi. Karen. Welcome. Hi. Good to be here. Thank you for the invite. Yeah. And I'm real sorry to hear about your cat cupcake. That is... Thank you. <sighs> and yeah. are... They're terrible. They're hard. I know. They become such a part of your lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, um, when you have teenagers and and your teenagers are like, mom is so lame, you have to have pets because they're the only things that love you. <laughs> but, you know. Karen, what got you into uh, leading Griefshare? Um, golly gee. Um, when I was working, um, I was in law enforcement for many years, and I was starting to go to the church, and um, I had a couple of small children. They're now young adults. Um, and I just kind of did a shift where, you know, in law enforcement, I – I really wanted to expand on uh, helping those that I was coming across. Um, And so the church was really a, a, a good way for that to happen. Um, I learned about a class regarding trauma and loss and everything. And um, which is where the grief share program originated from a couple ladies. And I went to this uh, class in Bakersfield we brought that back to the church and with the idea that uh, this grief share is sort of like a um, like an emergency room or a trauma center for people with grief. So uh, currently it's offered twice a year. Um, a couple of the co-leaders that were here, you know, went on to other things. They had been around for a while. Uh, it's this really amazing connection of uh, meeting in person with a support group, having a DVD with the professionals and people that give testimony about their uh, walk with grief and what they've been experiencing. Um, and then also a workbook that is God-centered, has scripture, and there's parts of it that one can do uh, for the whole week before you go to your next class. So um, just really having a heart for people. And when people are in loss, a loved one has passed away, you know, a child, a spouse, a friend. Um, I mean, the, the ramifications of that loss last for an awfully long time beyond just, you know, people being concerned in the moment. And then, you know, the funeral happens and then, you know, friends and family and coworkers and people kind of, go off back to their lives and, you know, the individual is still left with that gaping hole in their life for the person that they lost. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so uh, that's that's pretty much how I got started because you know law enforcement is a different it's a different skill. Even though compassion and empathy is very very helpful in in that line of work, um, but this grief share program is is really more dialed in. And um, so that's that's pretty much how I got started. And also, what also led me into it is, uh, you know, I lost my my mother and my father and my grandmother not all at the same time, but within a few years. And so, uh, being able to be with them when they were in their illness and so forth kind of brought a, a, a another dimension to compassion and empathy in what what it looks like when somebody is dying um, and, and those kinds of things too. Yeah. 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 That's I th- really special. Yeah. I think that's really amazing that you're doing that, Karen. And um, I, I like how you mentioned how with the grief share, it's, it's similar to law enforcement, except with um, the, the grief share, it's you're more dialed in. And, but, but in both cases, you're, you're protecting people. And, and I, Karen I think probably really... doesn't arrest the grief share people, though. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever arrested no arrest people in your law enforcement job. I don't know exactly what it is that you did. But... <laughs> yeah. That's well, an angle. I think... Yeah. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, I was just going to say uh, law enforcement was, was wonderful because there you get to meet such a diverse sector of of people. Yeah. You know, all different socioeconomic backgrounds, just everything you can imagine. And um, that's where I feel like, you know, God's leading me in those situations, you know, um, having being able to talk to people that were going to jail or domestic violence victims or children or older people, whatever it is, you know, just to just to be that helping hand within the confines of the law and the things that we were, uh, you know what we, what we did. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, um, but the grief share has really been, you know, everybody's grief is different. Um, there are probably a ton of preconceived notions about how people are supposed to grieve. And, um, it, it's just, uh, it's just like getting the, you know, knocked down by a wave or having the carpet pulled out from under you, your entire, or like, throwing a puzzle up in the air and all the pieces just kind of come down every which way. Mm-hmm. So, right. And the right. rule is everyone is supposed to grieve in the exact same way, right? I'm just no. Gonna- <laughs> <laughs> Tell us what that is. Cause there is no right or, well, there's probably wrong ways to grieve, but there is no right way to grieve. Right. It, right. Yeah. Everybody's different. I mean, there, there are ways that, you know, that are, coping strategies that are less optimal for the person that's grieving. It's not really helpful to them, but you know, everybody's different. And so we encourage, Hey, don't compare your grief to somebody else's. And, and when people lose more than one person, uh, unfortunately, either in a short amount of time, or maybe they have never taken the time to do any kind of grief work. Um, that can also be a problem for them as well, too. Not everybody, but sometimes it can be. Yeah. Yeah. It, re- it reminds me of 
a book. Are you familiar with a book called Option B? No, I have not. What's that, Jessica? I have two Audible credits, though, so I could be. Yeah, so there's a book, um, Sheryl Sandberg. If you don't know that name, uh, it's okay. But she used to be the COO, the the chief operating officer of Facebook. Really? And uh, I think she was for like 20 years. And she was married to the love of her life. And they were on a trip. And he was on the treadmill. They couldn't find him after a while. He ended up having a heart attack on the treadmill and died. Mm-hmm. And for her, it was that effect. The carpet had been, you know, pulled from under her. Her whole life just completely turned upside down. Mm-hmm. Their kids, you know, it's just this whole thing. Well, yeah. she collaborated with um, with a guy named Adam Grant. I believe he works in the uh, mental health field in some capacity, I want to say. But they teamed up and they created this book called Option B, Facing Adversity, Building Resilience, and Finding Joy. Mm-hmm. And it's about how we have this, you know, realistic look at life on this is how my life is going to be. But we don't prepare ourselves for the potential of option B. And that is the unthinkable, the things that we don't really comprehend, nor do we even prepare ourselves for. And so this entire book is really about leaning into that and trying to somehow prepare people for the unexpected before it even happens, which is crazy to think about. but. Yeah. But it really is um, an awesome book. I have, I do have an extra copy. It is a signed copy because I went to a, I went to one of the in-person Q and A's with them because I thought it was pretty cool. So I'll, I'll bring that to the church on Sunday and I'll give it to Pastor to see if he can share that with you. Okay, um, great. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. That's it's just really such nice. a good. It's such a good book and perspective. Um, and that's immediately what I thought of when you were when you were sharing so yeah yeah jessica that's really nice you shared that i i could probably use a book like that because i don't know it's been an interesting period in my life the last few months where um i've I've been feeling more overwhelmed at like work and like uh, i i did have a friend that passed away um and just i'm kind of having like a different like emotional angle when it comes to like various things that are happening in my life so I think I could definitely use a book like that. So I'm glad that you recommended it. Yeah. Well, I've got two copies, Tim. So <laughs> I already, I already um, bought it with one of my Kindle credits. So nice. Oh, very nice. Well, I love that. So are you able to share what you do in law enforcement or will I be arrested? <laughs> I'm, I'm retired. I'm out. So <laughs> no, I was, um, I was on the, uh, a patrol officer for many, for many years. And I really love doing that. Um, again, I mean, it's, you just get some, so much on the job training with regards to humanity and people and things like that. Um, mm-hmm. I liked it cause it was different every day. You had opportunities to try to help and, and things like that. Um, I promoted to supervisor t- toward the end of uh, my career. And that was kind of nice as well, too, because then you could help younger officers do what they did and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, 
But yeah, one of the things I would mention pretty much with any career, I think, but, you know, sometimes, I mean, you have to, it's helpful to help uh, be aware of like, um, like burnout and fatigue and those kinds of things. And um, because it's, it's just, it's, it's just uh, whatever profession that is, whether it's, nursing okay. or fire police or whatever it is right. uh, pastoral ministry especially because you're dealing with you know yeah, difficult thing. situations and you know emotional situations and spiritual situations all the time it's the self-care piece uh for the person that's working is is really important yeah. so that you can revitalize yourself, renew your spirit and still be good for the people around you, you know, as well as your family and things of that nature. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Amber thinks that, uh, I should have been a police officer in another life because I am so firm about justice. (laughs) (laughs) I read that that's an ADHD thing. Like being really? so firm about justice, yeah. Like wow. I and, think and part of it. I was just gonna say, I think part of it's like coming out of the military and like yeah. everything was like dress right, dress. Everything was in order, and I like order because <laughs> and you follow the rules. Out and everything follow the rules. <laughs> It'll make sense. Like, yes. all right, guys. Like, if you stop fully at the stop sign, I promise the chances of an accident happening are way yeah. slimmer right, than right. flying through it. I promise. <laughs> yep. You know, so it's like, so what I do is I have mental tickets that I give out to people. <laughs> <laughs> so I've given out like six today. Just oh, nice. Some that of them have been so verbal warnings. Uh, <laughs> but, but that's what I do. I'd be like, they just got a ticket. They did a rolling stop. So they are Anyways, I love that. So, <laughs> but I, I'm, I appreciate your, your service though, in that way, because that's a difficult yeah. job. And, um, we're, we were lucky to have you serve the community in that way. Yeah. Like I said, it was very interesting. Um, my dad worked for the city, but it was, like he worked in uh, in accounting and things. And so he told me, hey, you know, you should work for the city, get a job. And I'm like, okay, and LAPD is hiring. I don't think that's what he had in mind, but uh, oh. <laughs> definitely not what he had in mind. But that's okay. But it seemed to work out for you. So that's good. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to say the other thing about the grief share that I think, I don't know about other grief support is that this brings God into the healing, which I feel is so important. Yes. Like, I mean, we're all going to go through stuff and we're all going to lose our loved ones at some point in time, you know, hopefully not, not the, uh, what we would consider the catastrophic losses and those kinds of things. But, uh, I personally don't know how I would manage if I didn't know that there was a, a God and creator who cares about us all the time. And, gives us grace and gives us healing. And, you know, um, I, I just don't know how to make sense of all that without, that's why I'm glad that this has worked into the grief share um, system. 
people that felt that maybe they were on the outside and, you know, we just reaffirm that, you know, God cares for you. He loves you. And, you know, it's not like you have to do something just, just know that. And then, and that you, you will pick that up as you read through like the workbook, things will help, um, writing exercises you can do to help connect you closer and know God's character, his compassion and love and mercy and justice and all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes yeah. people, you know, they may wonder what happened to my loved one. You know, I wasn't a believer, you know, well, I, I'm not going to speak to that, but when you get to know God's character, even just through this workbook, you will, I think you will be able to receive some peace about, um, you know, that, that God is merciful and just and f- grace-filled. So. Yeah. Um, yeah. That, that's I awesome. Feel, I feel like that's actually a good segue into our sermon feedback because um, at yes. one time in the sermon, Pastor Jim said that we're not supposed to do this alone. It's impossible to do this life alone. Like we right. need people to help yeah. us. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Karen, are you up for sticking around and hanging with us as we go through sermon feedback? Sure. All sure. right. Well, I do want to, you know, just mention we appreciate you uh, sharing about Grief Share a little bit more. And um, hopefully whoever's listening knows that the next time that uh, Grief Share will be meeting is at 6 p.m. in the Fireside Room on February 8th. So don't miss it. So, all right, Beth, do you want to continue expanding on sermon feedback? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) We got it, Beth. I'll jump in again later. (laughs) (laughs) I will say, I will say one of the first things, I don't know if you guys remember this. um, It was New Beginnings Pentecost. And not the term penta and then cost. You guys know what penta means? Anyways, it's not Wait, that. What? Fuck. Yeah, that's what I was going <laughs> to say. That's not what it is. Oh. It. So, but what we went. Through, cost? $5. That's what Pentecost means. That is what? correct. Um, <laughs> we went through Acts 1. And one of the first things that Pastor Jim said, and this is not verbatim. This is what I remember my brain kind of remembering. So it says... <laughs> Do you fill your life with tasks or do you keep the flame going with your faith? I love how he mentioned that because neither. What if it's neither? Yeah. (laughs) What do you do then? (laughs) Well, what are you filling your life with to probably naps? Naps. Well, (laughs) if that encourages you spiritually, then you continue (laughs) napping. That is true. Yeah, like okay. what what fills our soul, uh, so to speak, and and that helps us feel more connected with God and and um, like show love to others and stuff. So yeah, I think that's part of it. Um, yeah, in between, kind of like we were talking about the in betweeners, kind of oh, yeah. it being in between tasks and and the fire. That's that's yeah, nice. It's, it's we're kind of on the struggle bus right now, and we're just trying to get through life. Mm-hmm. Just all yeah you know. but I thought it was pretty interesting and I 
loved how he was talking um, more so at the uh, at the end about how we've been called to be on fire for God's kingdom. And um, I remember even when I was younger, we were I was in like small groups and stuff and we we're like, we're on fire for Jesus. And like it was like, wow, kind of, you know, I don't know. I think we made light of it and it wasn't real enough in that point in my life. And now it's. You were literally setting yourselves on fire for Jesus. Yeah, totally. Um, (laughs) And it was just, I don't know, there was something that he was just preaching and it just, it literally just stirred my spirit and it was so encouraging. And, and then he's like, don't walk away and just say that this was a good, that was a good sermon. Mm -hmm. Because you missed it. And I was like, oh my gosh, but this was a good sermon. Like, I know I was thinking that too. (laughs) Yeah. But either way it was, Um, but it's a, it's, you know, just encouraging to surround ourselves with those that also encourage our spirit and, and lift us up in a way spiritually that maybe, maybe there's a week where I'm unable to really motivate myself to read scripture, but Beth is motivated in that way. And she speaks on that and then it encourages me and we're, you know, kind of fanning each other's flame and and getting each other motivated in that way. And then one thing again. Yes. Yeah. So I loved it. It was so motivational. Yeah. I I loved it too. I, um, yeah, I think you touched on a lot of the stuff that I was going to bring up Jessica. So, um, not to reiterate that, but expand upon it in the way that it kind of reflects on my life, uh, regarding the experience of the Holy spirit. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd say that, Really, the the Holy Spirit has been a big part of my life since I joined this church. Um, I I didn't expect that my faith was going to grow as much as it has. Um, And like, and we we were talking about like grief and so so forth. Like, I've been finding myself leaning on God more and more, um, especially in those periods of like basically emotional devastation. Um, and I've just become a much better person for it. And um, so it's just a great reminder from Pastor Jim that we want to we want to go to our friends and then we want to go to our not so friend, not so much our friends uh, and then everybody else to the ends of the, the earth. Like we want to we want to share our message of love. We want to be that loving person towards um, others. And um, and by doing so, we'll make a better uh, make the world a better place. And so. Uh, and then, yeah, it kind of just falls into like the the church mission statement uh, inspired by Jesus to love. It's uh, how can yeah. we do anything else uh, but mm-hmm. but love others um, when when Jesus uh, basically fills up our life with uh, the Holy Spirit and uh, yeah. connection with the Father. So yeah, it's just um, it was a very very thought provoking and just really. Um, powerful sermon that uh pastor jim gave uh this sunday i really really liked it yeah tim Tim, what you said reminds me of um a podcast that i listened to it's called methodist to the madness (laughs) i listen to this podcast i'm so sorry i used to but um it's a podcast i hear from other people (laughs) but if i have to hear my voice one more time Anyway, um, it's Mike Birbiglia. He has a podcast. He's a really funny comedian. And during the pandemic, he started a podcast called Working It Out. 
um, where he would invite other comedians on to work out kind of their material because everything was shut down. So they didn't have audiences to do that for anymore. And oh. it's a, and he still has the podcast four years later and I still listen to it four years later. But at the end of the podcast, when he's telling people that he should tell other people about the podcast, he always says, tell your friends, tell your enemies. And then sometimes he will like narrate a very specific scenario where you're telling your enemy about this beautiful <laughs> podcast that you heard about. <laughs> we need to do that with Mike Biglia's podcast and also with Jesus. Yes. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Um, anyway, that's all I have to say. Karen, did you have any good insights? Yeah. Karen, I'm curious yeah. your thoughts. Oh, yeah. I thought it was excellent, too. Um, and what I, one thing that stood out to me uh, was when he, um, I'm just checking his notes on this, but about God doesn't look or send, he's not like, okay, you've got all this education. I'm going to use you. That's who I'm looking for. It's like, no, 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 no. I mean, I can only speak for myself. It's like, but I, I don't have enough of this. I don't have enough of that. Perfect. Stand over there. You know, we're going <laughs> to use you. And I think that's, oh my gosh, I think that's a beautiful message because, um, oh my gosh. I mean, it's like, yes, you know, God will equip you. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. if you are willing, um, just, just, just a side road. When I, used to sing in choir. I mean, I was kind of new to the church and I get a call from the associate pastor. Yeah. said, Hey, come on, come to the choir. It's Thursday nights or whatever it is. And I'm like, Oh, you don't understand. I can't sing. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> come anyway. <laughs> so I was so nervous and I'm like, Oh my gosh, all these people know how to do this and they know how to sing and this and that. I, like, it, it, and there was like probably 15 people there. And so I was just like, okay, I know he's trying to get me connected into something. Um, and so probably the first couple of times, you know, it's like, I didn't know a soprano from a, from a whatever. And um, <laughs> I just knew I wasn't going to be very loud at all, you know? Um, yeah. And they were very gracious. And isn't Don the best? <laughs> well, this was, even be- this was even before, Before Don, Don? okay, yeah, wow. I I, I, still can't what I said, but what I what I found my my observation was that I believe that God anoints those that are in the choir because I've never heard like somebody hit a note or something that was out of sync with with everybody else. It just sounds beautiful, and so I, 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 I mean. Sitting out there, you, 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 if you guys are up there and singing, maybe you, you know, you're not going to be able to get that perspective, but it sounds beautiful. I believe that is divine. There's this poem called All God's Creatures Have a Place in the Choir. (laughs) It's one of my favorite (laughs) songs because it's so true. That is so nice for you to say that, Karen. Yeah. And yeah, (laughs) for sure. Yeah, I think there was a lot, a lot of positive takeaways this Sunday, and yes. um, 
I'm sad that we only have one more of the series left. This was the fifth mm. of the of the series of six. Oh, so I thought you were like referring to like one more of the episode of uh, Methodists to the Madness or something. <laughs> oh no, I would have. We only have one more episode left, and then we're disbanding. <laughs> no. and then that's it. We're only doing 22 episodes. No. I'm going to be Methodist. <laughs> Jessica can be to the... And We're going to become Lutherans. We'll become Lutherans. We'll become <laughs> Looney, Loonies in the Lutheran. But yeah, I'm, I, 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 I share the, the feeling, Jessica, about uh, New Beginnings there being only one more, but uh, I actually have been anticipating this one um, because uh, Pastor Jim said that he was going to be talking about Revelation. So mm-hmm. I'm, I'm really curious what that's going to be, uh, how that's going to be. Wow. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and dive into some prayer requests. Beth, we're going to start with you because awesome. I think we know what it may be, but well, you might surprise us. I'm going to pray for peace on earth and goodwill towards men but also yeah prayers for um our family and as we you know navigate life without our precious little cupcake and especially jonah because i think he's gonna be the one who is taking it the hardest yeah Yeah. we'll be praying for you guys thank you any prayer requests? I think uh, generally for the, uh, you know, the God is with my family. Um, I think that that's the main one. And, and for for people up here that are traveling with the rain and everything. And and then also for our, our pastors that they are um, strengthened in what they do in preparation so that they can help us. Yeah. I'm always praying. For the pastors, because I know that that's such a, it's, it's, it's such a hard job. It's probably really fulfilling, but it doesn't come out, come without its challenges. Yeah. Yeah. Tim, what about you? Um, yeah, I, I think a prayer for me to kind of go forward in what I believe to be true for my like path in life. Like just hold on to the things that are helping me and don't forget them. And then let go of the things that are not helping me and Serenity do so with confidence. Thing. What? Serenity prayer. Oh gosh. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Perfect. So yeah, it's serenity prayer for me. And um, yeah, I, I'd like to uh, express the same sentiment. I think is Karen about the, uh, the, the water, um, all the water that's coming down from the sky. Um, I hope everyone is safe. Um, I, I, I guess there was like some emergency announcements about flooding and things like that. So uh, for anybody that's been flooded out, prayers for um, those of you uh, and hope that no, no um, irreversible situation happens um, and something that can totally be reversed and uh, everyone is um, healthy and um not in trouble so yeah jessica oh my gosh thank you so much for asking (laughs) (laughs) i'm getting better 
and remembering to include you. <laughs> um, you know, uh, this weekend is a big weekend, and I didn't even <laughs> think about there might be travels. Uh, I'm thinking the rain's supposed to stop by like Thursday, right? Uh, yes, I think. Yeah. So I think we'll be fine with traveling to Irvine on Friday. Um, but yeah, this weekend we, uh, we are, uh, traveling to Irvine to be closer to our, our donor and, um, they will be donating for us so that we can hopefully start a family. That would be great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. And so that, that's what we're doing later today is we're signing legal documents um, so that yep. we are protected legally. So <laughs> all the fun stuff, getting notarized. Yes. <laughs> so. hey, hey, Jessica, when, when you do have a baby, um, they, they get to a certain age where they can um, like crawl and walk around. Uh, it would be great if they have um, an encounter with um, the blow up alligator like we had at the Mardi Gras party. <laughs> yes, <Yeah>. absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> um, right on that. Well, that's my progress, but um, yeah, prayers but for yeah. You, Jessica. So I think just, uh, you know, hoping whoever's listening to lift up all of our prayers that we have. And uh, again, Karen, thank you so much for joining us yes, for today's podcast. You, we're so yes. excited that you were able to share your insight. Uh, and we're grateful to you that you lead Grief Share for our church because that's very important. So, yeah, thank you so much, Karen. Thank you for inviting me. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah, and it's been a it's been a blast. It's been so nice here this evening, and uh, hope everybody's safe. And uh, we'll chat with you next week. Different places, we all have different names. No matter what life brings us, Jesus is the same. We're just your Methodist to the madness. Methodist to the madness.